0: Hey, this is Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Hemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profits. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet. And how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? My guest today is Chris Farnworth. Chris Farnworth lives in Colorado and his company is Tech Innovations. He's a contractor and electrical engineer and he believes that industrial hemp will be a gigantic industry and wants to be part of it. So, Chris, Welcome to the iHemp Revolution.
1: Thank you, Freddie. I really appreciate your efforts to, uh, bring people together and, uh, happy to be here. Well, great. Now,
0: Chris, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your company, and and just why industrial hemp?
1: I've been doing electrical engineering for about 35 years, and I started out doing the corporate thing when I got out of school for a few years, but I really wasn't happy doing that. And I got into the newspaper business and ended up traveling all over the world, all through South America, Central America, Southeast Asia, for about eight years. And that was a real education, uh, just living in the different countries, not as a tourist but as a person working there. And that put me on a road to uh, see through a lot of the things that when you live in one place your whole life, um, hard to see. And this part has nothing to do with hemp, but it, it just got me thinking about things a little bit differently than a lot of folks would that live in one place most of their life. And so I began researching um. You know, lots of alternative stuff. Because I traveled so much, uh, I ended up divorced. Uh, My wife got tired of me being gone. I really enjoyed traveling, and so I didn't know when to stop. And uh, I can't really blame her, um, but that's how it all shook out. When when I got booted out of the house, if you will, um, I moved into a little pop-up trailer, and I've always been into health foods. And I just happened to have a small jug of hemp protein powder. And I basically started living off that <laughs> for about, <laughs> I, you know, I, I started with it one day and said, hey, that, that was good. You know, because I didn't, didn't have time to cook. I didn't even have cooking facilities or running water in my little trailer. And I chose to live there. I mean, I could have moved into another house, but it was fun to, it was just fun to do. I put a trailer in my friend of mine's backyard and just lived back there in his backyard. And so uh, what I found is that after about three months, I actually started feeling better. Even though simply living off, uh, uh, you know, this hemp protein powder from this health food store, was sort of a ridiculous proposition. But <laughs> I never would have done this if I was living a normal life, you know, in the suburbs, coming home every night to dinner that my wife cooked for me. So being the engineer type, I had to start figuring out what the heck's going on here. So I, I started researching the, uh, the nutritional aspects of it and found out about the... Uh, you know the omega three, the omega six oils that are uh, bountiful in hemp, in the correct ratio for a human being to consume, and I thought that was amazing. And then, and then I found out, continuing my research over a period of about six months, that it's got it's the only vegetable source with all the amino acids in it, all the eight essential amino acids, and. Uh, <laughs> I thought wow maybe maybe that's why I'm feeling so good you know it just went on and on from there you know um I've been working with a guy named Dr Shealy he's an, uh, an alternative medicine expert worldwide known you know he he's been uh, researching taurine the amino acid taurine and he's found that it's it's an antidepressant and it's got all these other benefits that he knows more about than I do. But here we've got, you know, a decent amount of taurine in hemp. So, is you know, just in a nutritional world, that's what you and I have discussed, Freddie, is that there's so many aspects to industrial hemp that it's a mind-blower. And, of course, the mind-blowing part ties into the cannabis aspect. <laughs> everybody, you know, you know, it just... Yeah. It, it, but, but the cannabis aspect help, helps people psychologically deal with life. I don't particularly smoke pot myself. Uh, I don't do any drugs of any sort or even drink alcohol. Um, but I respect the fact that if the cannabis helps people deal with the stress of life in a non-destructive way, I'm, that's wonderful. That's another great aspect to it. you know. But I, I was coming strictly from the nutritional aspect. Of course, the industrial hemp is below 0.3% THC. It turns out there's like 72 cannabinoids in the hemp plant, and THC is just one of them. And most people have heard about CBD, you know, like Charlotte's Web down in Colorado Springs here. That's actually on mainstream medical. They've acknowledged that that's helped with uh, her seizures, the little girl's seizures down in Colorado Springs. So I, I that's how I got into it. I, I got divorced, and I stumbled upon it because I was trying to feed myself in an efficient way. And, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, people should uh, get online, get some hemp hearts coming their way. Um, that's like a shelled hemp seed where just the heart is what you're buying, and it's this nice, soft, chewy, uh, complete protein. The the guy that wrote the book, uh, Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, it's an incredibly good book about oils and health. He claims that hemp protein is the most digestible protein known to man, Hmm. is what what he claims in that book. You know, like soy protein, people say it's wonderful, it's vegetarian. Soy protein is highly undigestible, and it's also 95% genetically modified. I would recommend anybody listening, don't touch soy. People that are trying to push soy can say, oh, it's got more protein than hemp. But they don't address how digestible is that protein. Yeah, I've
0: heard that too. So how do you see the future as we move towards legalization?
1: The statistics. For 2015, I just attended a meeting with the Colorado State Department of Agriculture. Uh, about 10 days ago, and they had a panel of experts up there. And uh, the stats for 2015 in Colorado is we grew 3,657 acres outdoors of industrial hemp this year, 2015, in the state of Colorado. And indoor, we came very close to 600,000 square foot. Of greenhouse hemp. So, you know, just two years ago, there's a guy named Ryan down in Springfield, Colorado, that grew, I think it's 40 acres. And he was the first guy that had the, the courage to uh, to plant 40 acres of hemp just in the outdoor. And the, 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 the thing that surprised the Department of Agriculture here is that, uh, you know, 600,000 square feet of indoor production. That's a lot of real estate and a lot of money tied up there. Um, uh, and that's really surprised them is how much indoor. My, my girlfriend and I, uh, went up to Iceland and we saw that, um, uh, you know, everything is grown in greenhouses there. That made me, uh, feel that it wasn't that surprising here in Colorado, you know, to see that 600,000 square foot of uh, greenhouse. So it, it's, uh, it's going here in Colorado and it, the, it's changing the whole economy here. I mean, a good example is, uh, you know, I'm a contractor. I do electrical controls. Uh, I've done, I've worked all over the world doing them and all sorts of projects. This, I got involved with these, uh, this CO2 extraction stuff here in Lafayette, Colorado at at a company called uh, Isolate Systems. You know, we're just cranking these uh, CO2 extraction machines out. And they are extracting uh, different cannabinoids. Obviously, the big money is with the the THC stuff, but we're also getting involved with a lot of CBD stuff because the people are becoming aware of the medicinal benefits of CBD, which of course has nothing to do with getting high. Uh, It's straight up medicinal aspects to. CBD, which is just one of the 72 cannabinoids. I just found out with a, a connection that I have in Israel, who does a lot of research on cannabinoids. That's where they discovered cannabinoids. Back in the 1960s, a professor at Hebrew University uh, discovered cannabinoids. He's 91 years old now, but uh, he's got a wonderful Video on YouTube. If you if you'd like to watch a video of him describing the whole experience, there there's a cannabinoid called CBN and like November, and they've just found in Israel that it it makes tremendous strides in treating epilepsy.
0: So, what is the key role extraction and isolated extraction systems play in, in the advancement of the industry?
1: Well, what that does for you, Freddie, is I mean, the best way to look at it is uh, it's very popular with people ingesting THC for, you know, mind-altering experiences is, is how it's really gone forward. Um, if you if you take uh, cannabis and smoke it, you're going to get a certain delivery of THC in your body. But what the extraction does is just like lavender, you know, if, if you, you like the smell of lavender and you want to, get some of it into whatever you're cooking or rubbing on your body or whatever, you throw it in an extraction chamber, you're going to get the essence, the essential oil. That, of course, is this concentrate. You might take uh, you know, a 100 square foot of lavender plants and stuff it into an extractor, and you're going to get maybe half a cup of this oil that is just like rocket fuel when it comes to lavender. You know, you're going to open the bottle of this stuff and it's going to uh, light up the whole room with, with the, uh, the scent, you know. And it, it's, that's what the people who, who like to get high have done with, with uh, extracting uh, cannabis, high THC-laden hemp. You put one little piece in your pipe and, wow, you just got delivered a whole bunch of THC. So it's the same with the CBD. You know, if you have a medicinal benefit for CBD... And that's what the extractors do is whatever the content, uh, the genetic content of the plant, and there's like at least 400 varieties of hemp. And like only 10% of them contain high levels of THC. People might take that with a grain of salt because they say, no, there's more than 10 types of, of uh, cannabis. That's because they've bred them and all this stuff and created new strains. Okay. But out of the box, uh, is like 10% of all the The uh, varieties of hemp. So like I said, there's 72 cannabinoids, and each strain has its own ratio. So when you go to extract any particular ratio, you're going to get that percentage in the extract that was originally there in the strain.
0: So now you can use these extractors for the marijuana plant as well as the industrial hemp plant, correct?
1: Whatever you put in there, whether it's lavender, lemon balm, cannabis, hemp, you're going to get whatever the essential oils are in that plant. It, it will basically extract the waxes, the terpenes, the oils. Whatever's in that plant is what you're going to get in that little cup of extract. Okay.
0: So this company manufactures different sizes of these, uh, systems,
1: correct? Yes. And what we're, really focusing on here in Colorado, we're the only company in Colorado that makes CO2 extractors. Is when you get into CBDs in industrial hemp, it's uh the quantities are are much bigger because you like we're working with a company here that's going to be getting CBDs into Costco in the form of of uh tablets where you can just take a tablet of your daily CBD that you believe you need for your good health. If you can picture a a tube, a stainless steel high-pressure tube that contains, that is volumetrically like 5 liters, and it takes 8 hours to run, then obviously that's the limiting factor in your CBD production. So we're looking at scaling up to 25 liters, 50 liters. Next year, we're hoping to get into 200 liter systems, and then into 500 liter systems, which, of course, is matching the interest and growth of the uh, hemp industry, just like the acreage. I started this conversation with the the actual volumetric capability of these extractors is now next year going to be a hundred times what was commonly available, uh, you know, a year or two back. Chris.
0: What is the one thing that has you most excited about industrial
1: hemp? Well, it is this extraction, CBD, CBN angle because obviously the money's there in the cannabis industry. You know, people are interested in their pursuit of relaxation with the THC. so. There's a whole bunch of money there. This The industrial hemp initially had a slow start because I attended meetings like three years ago and talked to people from Canada, where most people know they've been growing legally industrial hemp up there for decades now. And that's where we got our industrial hemp food products from, was Canada. And... You know, they said that basically industrial hemp you 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 uh, net after expense like two hundred and fifty dollars an acre, and if you had an acre of cannabis, you'd net two and a half million dollars. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. mean the numbers are you know ridiculous, you know, and and so obviously if you're going to grow any hemp product, cannabis is the financially attractive one. But what's really great. Is now the CBDs, which you know is is this uh, nothing to do with getting high? It's simply about health. People all over the world are getting interested in CBDs now, and so now you've got some equivalent economics going on that will jumpstart the money aspect of it. And then, what I believe is that is more and more people just simply get involved with hemp farmers processors, retailers, Um, the other industrial benefits are going to follow in line on the coattails of the CBD. And uh, that's what I believe is actually going on, And uh, because uh, everybody's just really getting, you know, you can get like an acre, two, three, four acres uh, of industrial hemp, and if you're going to create CBD, you can get some incredible financial projections just down a few acres. Up in Saskatchewan, if you don't have 1,000 acres, then you know, you're know you not going to be economically viable.
0: So now I understand that you're going to have an event on December 1st. This is a Tuesday, next Tuesday coming up. A panel of experts discussing the, the future of hemp. Tell us about that.
1: Well, it's similar to the, the one we had at the Department of Agriculture here which, you know, was sanctioned by the state. This one is funded by Isolate Extraction Systems, whose website is uh, isolatesystems.com. And um, they simply want to uh, bring in that one perspective of extraction since, you know, they sell machines. And so that's more of a privatized event. Some of the same experts were, will be there that were at the Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, like a guy named Ben Holmes, he's the owner and founder of uh, Centennial Seed here in Colorado. And that's the synergy in the front range here of Colorado, is we have a bunch of uh, really uh, experienced people, and we have a whole bunch of, uh, like... Uh, intellectual resources at the universities. We have, uh, Fort Collins at a, uh, which is an agriculturally based school doing research on cannabinoids. Um, so it's, it's an incredible synergy here in the front range. You know, we've got the aerospace technology that has been here all along, lots of high tech stuff. So this guy, Ben Holmes will be there. And, um, who I've met a number of times. He literally, he's a hundred yards away from our manufacturing facility, uh, creating the extractors. So he's hooked up with us, uh, recommending the extractors when people buy seed from him. Um, his big claim to fame is he has developed a variety of uh, hemp that has a two hundred and forty to one ratio of CBD to THC in the cannabinoid content. Um, so that's that's like a world-class claim to fame right there. It's just unbelievable because, you know, ratios like that are just unheard of. And uh, so he's been working on that angle. That's going to happen from 4 to 6 p.m. in Lafayette, Colorado. And I'm sure we're going to be making an audio of it, uh, Freddie, so I'll, I'll get that to you if people are interested in that one. So.
0: Okay, that that'd be great. Is there anything else that you would like to bring up before we bring this to a close here?
1: That there's so many aspects to hemp. I actually worked on the first um, hemp house. It, it's in Einhold, Israel, which is uh, a couple hours north of Tel Aviv. So that, that, that would be a good way if people would like to pursue a little bit more information on industrial hemp.
0: So Chris, thanks for being a guest on the iHemp Revolution. Chris's website is hemp-health.com an email address tech underscore innovations at yahoo.com and also I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and give us a review. Go to facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution, like us, tell your friends about us, and help spread the word about iHemp Revolution on Twitter, LinkedIn, and how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profits. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.
1: Thank you for your work, Freddie.
0: You're welcome.